podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. Yeah. Windy back to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I got your back. Windy, 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 Hello and welcome to a special edition of The Fighting Cock. I'm Windy and this is going to be a youth podcast. So for the next few minutes I'll be speaking about Spurs' youth and academy teams. If that doesn't interest you then maybe skip this one. If it does then welcome aboard. First things first, you can support us by buying our limited edition t-shirts. So as it stands we don't make any money from The Fighting Cock podcast but we do have some costs associated with it. And so we try to create things that uh, are tangible for you, like the fanzine, like the t-shirts, and any profits from those go into funding what we do. The uh, t-shirts have sold really well. There are 25 of each design. The Dyer versions, Eric Dyer t-shirts, have sold out already. There are a few left of the Gaza, Klinsman, and Harry Kane ones. And once those 25 of each are sold, there will be no more. So these limited edition, you can get them at thefightingcock.co.uk forward slash t-shirts. So the Fighting Cock plans to return on the first week of August and we're looking to add more writers to our roster in the new season. If you're interested in writing for our blog, then email editor at thefightingcock.co.uk if you want to get involved. Okay, so on to the youth stuff. Well, it was announced on Friday the the, the full squad, the full travelling party for our tour to Australia was announced and it included lots of youth players. I mean, that was to be expected because so many of our players were away at the Euros and have been given extra time off, but there are some surprise names in there. So, youth players involved are Luke Amos, Dominic Ball, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Marcus Edwards, Tom Glover, Shayana Harrison, Luke McGee, William Miller, Josh Onomar, Kyle Walker-Peters, Anton Walks, and Harry Winks. Some of those players are kind of first-team squad regulars now, I would put Onomar, Winks, and possibly even uh, Luke McGee into that bracket, 
They've been with the first team squad plenty last season. Obviously, Dominic Ball has returned from loan. He was on loan at Rangers last year, and he's kind of slipped back into the uh, the first team fold, which is great for him. Onimar and Walker Peters have both been away with England under 19s, but are back now uh, to, to go on this tour, which is great for their development. Luke Amos has been playing lots of uh, the preseason matches behind closed doors so far. Apparently, at left back, he's a central midfielder, really, but he can cover at both fullback positions. And he's a, he, he does a good job there. I wouldn't say he's a specialist, but he does a good job there. And I would expect Amos and Walker Peters to share the left-back duties between them in Australia. Obviously, Marcus Edwards is um, the name on everyone's lips at the moment. So there was this whole debate about would, would he sign a contract over the summer, would he not? Edwards had a scholarship and he's completed one year of that, so he had another year left to go. But once you turn 17, you can be offered a professional contract. And there were some concerns that Edwards... Uh, hadn't signed a contract yet, would another club come in for him, would he end up leaving. The money being offered to him was not anything like what other clubs would be able to offer. Spurs are very strict with their first contract offers, but it sounds as though, from what I've heard, Edwards has signed a two-year deal, and as part of that, he's had assurances about his route to the first team. Now, I'm sure that wouldn't be written into the contract, but we've seen a lot of Edwards involved in the first team squad training pre-season so far and as you'd have seen from the highlights of the 3-1 win against Rotherham Edwards was heavily involved setting up the second goal for Sean Harrison and then scoring an excellent third himself. I urge you to watch those highlights because it gives you a snapshot of what Edwards is about and that is trickiness in the final third. He is a very destructive player, he's very, he's so neat technically and the ball sticks to his feet. I mean, I've described his dribbling style to Messi, which is obviously complete overkill because Messi is the best player in the world at the moment and Edwards is a 17-year-old player. But the style is similar. Stylistically, they have a lot in common. They're both very left-footed. The way they dribble with that low centre of gravity and the way the ball seems to stick to their feet, um, it just he reminds me of him. The big surprise in this travelling party for me is Anton Walks. And... I mean, we're short on centre-backs, but for me, Walks is not one of the better young players we've got. Last season, for the under-21s, he was very poor, but he was played all over the place. He was playing one week as a number 10, one week as a centre-back. He filled in at full-back. Um, he's always been better for me at centre-back. That's the only position I can see him making a career for himself in. And, you know, if he showed the required attitude in training, then fair play to him, and I hope he does well on the tour. I have to say that Alex from Bristol, the first time he ever saw Walks play, said he's got something about him. He liked him. Now, admittedly, in that match, Walks was playing centre-back and he did have a good game in that, in that match. It was an under-18 match. And he's the kind of player, he, he outgrew that level pretty quickly, physically. And so he always seemed to have time on the ball at centre-back. And I think that helped him develop his game a little. However, when he's moved into midfield, it's shown up his lack of technical ability. So I just hope that... Uh, I hope that he's improved over the summer and I hope that he has a good pre-season and can kick on a bit. I'm excited to see some of the other players as well. William Miller really uh, improved quite rapidly at the end of last season. He's a player who I'd started to write off. But actually, once he was playing in his proper position for the under-21s last year, i.e. a number 10 or from the left, then he started to look really handy. And he's got great vision. He's got very neat feet. Um... He's got an eye for goal, although 
He was playing up front for a lot of the, lot of the season, and that position did not suit him at all. Um, he was a, a striker in his younger days, but now he's much better as a schemer, a busy little creative player in behind the striker. So Grant Ward isn't involved. He is apparently injured, and Connor Ogilvy, um, I am told, is not injured, so uh, others would just prefer to Ogilvy. The other news, really, the other big news, is that Nia Kirby, who was due to begin a scholarship with us, has joined Chelsea and will instead start his scholarship with them. That's a loss, definitely. Kirby was a player who had shown uh, a lot of ability, particularly for England. Um, he, he was the guy with big hair who was caught in various training snaps, training with our first-team squad. So he'd obviously been promoted to that first-team training ahead of time because they liked him or because they wanted to encourage him to sign a scholarship uh, contract with us. But no, he's joined Chelsea, and that's fine. You know, we've got loads of other young players who will who will benefit from this. Tasha Oakley Booth is a, a real talent in midfield, and I imagine that he'll this will open up more uh, positional opportunities for him. Plus, we've got Jack Rolls, who's moving into his second year and has shown really, really good signs for under 18 so far. So, Kirby leaving is a bad is a bad thing, but it does open up opportunities for others. Back to Edwards briefly, I've uh, been told that the first team squad are absolutely raving about what he's doing in training, which is obviously highly encouraging. And yes, there are elements of Edwards that concern me. The fact that he didn't sign a contract very quickly. The fact that he had a few sulks with the under-18s when things weren't going his way. But this is a special talent and I really am excited to see what this season brings for him. Even if we just get a few glimpses of him in the first team, I don't think he will fail to impress. Uh, he's definitely one to watch. So I mentioned that Onimar and Kyle Walker-Peters had been away with the England under-19s. They finished with a 2-1 defeat to Italy, but the good news is that Onimar was the best player in that match. Um, he showed some real nice signs of his long-range passing improving, and he took the game by the scruff of the neck at times when other players, particularly some of the Chelsea lads involved, were really under par. So that was pleasing. Walker-Peters was playing a, new, a number of different positions. He ended up playing at left-back and also on the right wing, so good experience for him, I guess. I'd rather have him played right-back the whole time, but uh, he showed at right wing that he can, he can certainly beat a man and put a good cross in. And we know with Walker-Peters that, again, he's a real talented dribbler of the ball. He's someone who can really carry the game from right-back. He's like one of the, these modern right-backs that can do damage in that position, so it's all very exciting with Walker-Peters as well. So this summer we released Armani Daly, Charlie Hayford and Chris Paul at the end of their scholarships. Chris Paul signed a one-year pro deal at QPR and Charlie Hayford signed for Sheffield Wednesday. So congratulations to both of them. Personally, I never thought either would make it at Spurs, so I think they were right decisions to let them go. But I'm really pleased they both found professional contracts and I hope they kick on from there. So from this year, as well as the Under-18 Premier League and the Under-21 Premier League, our youth teams from under-21 down will participate in an extra competition, and that is the UEFA Youth League. It's a competition for under-19 players, and for next season that means that players eligible to play in the competition are those born on or after the 1st of January 1998. And to give you an idea of what that means for Spurs, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Kyle Walker-Peters and Shane Harrison will miss out. But Zenon Sidonides, Shiloh Tracy, Kaziah Sterling and Marcus Edwards are all eligible. Obviously those below those are eligible as well. You can also include three players born on or after the 1st of January 97 
on that list of 40 players, but uh, they have to fulfil other conditions as well. And if they are fielded in three or more Champions League matches or UEFA League matches, Europa League matches rather, uh, they cease to be eligible. So we'll have to be a little bit clever with how we select those three overage players. If there's any chance of Carter Vickers or Walker Peters or even Harrison playing first team football, then there's not really any chance of them being registered in the uh, Europa uh, UEFA Youth League squad. You may remember that Chelsea won this competition last year, and in doing so, they played ten matches. So it's fair to say that it's a tournament with a substantial number of games, which I think can only benefit our young players. Um, although it may be one reason why we've turned down the opportunity to participate in the English Football League trophy, which was previously the Johnson's Paint trophy. Um, under-21 teams have been invited to participate in that for this year, obviously alongside League One and Two clubs, but Spurs have declined the invitation. I mentioned that, that was one reason why we may have declined. Another is that those matches seem to be being scheduled in the international breaks. And because we have so many youth players that represent their country, this is problematic because it makes you wonder where the players would come from to, to play in these games. And we'd end up playing um, hodgepodge teams who aren't the best and would probably suffer as a result. So I'm, I think it's, uh, it shows that Spurs have put a lot of thought into it and taken that decision to, to, not, to not participate um, I'm kind of I'm I'm quite pleased about that. So I, I've mentioned our academy plenty, but I haven't told you yet the intake for this year. It's yet to be officially confirmed, but I understand this to be the intake. So the goalkeepers are Charles Freeman and Jonathan Debye. Debye is, and I hope I pronounced that correctly, uh, the Belgian under-16 goalkeeper that we've signed from Mechelen, and. I've not seen any of him, so I'm fascinated to see what he's like. So defenders are Tarek Hines, who plays at fullback, Timothy Joel or TJ Ayoma, who's a really impressive centre-back, Jonathan Denzei, who's now been converted to centre-back, having played in numerous positions, and Matthew Locke, who either plays at right-back or right midfield. The midfielders then are Tash and Oakley Booth, who's um, a player who can either play in central midfield or as an attacking midfielder, a real talent, Jamie Reynolds, who's, a, who's again a, a central midfielder who can also play a more attacking role. And Morian um, Omalabi, who's more of a holding midfielder. And the forward brought in is uh, Rio Griffiths, who seems to now be a striker, but had played as a winger. He's also played other positions as well, a bit of a utility player. Um, but I imagine he'll play as a striker for the academy this year. OK, so Flav kindly put um, the word out on our... Uh, love the shirt Twitter account to ask questions. So I'm just going to go through a few questions. Bear with me because I've not read these yet. So I'm going to just answer them on the fly so you get a straight up answer from me. Starting off with my friend Charlie Parrish. He says, I think it might have to be an Edwards special, my old mucker. Well, quite right, Charlie. And I've spoken quite a bit about Edwards, but he is totally exciting. I'm really um, looking forward to seeing what the season has in store for Marcus Edwards. Uh, Billy T, the legend that is Billy T, says, what do you predict the season will bring for Joshua Onomar, loan move? Um, gut feeling with Onomar is that he will stay around the first team squad, certainly for the first part of the season. If that doesn't, um, if first team appearances don't materialise, I think he might go on loan around January, possibly. Although I, I think he's benefiting from being around the first team squad. I think playing with this level of player will improve him. TT Tactics says, is the under-21 team likely to have more balance this season and therefore playing players in their preferred position? I think that... Oh, and he adds, or would that require someone replacing Ekiog, which is a bit of a dig. I mean, 
I agree that Echiog made some really strange calls last year in terms of players and their positions. I think we will have more balance this year. We've got left-backs to select from coming up from the under-18s, and that was one of the positions where we just randomly threw different players every week. There should be more balance. Yeah, I, I think there should be more balance. There's more of a balanced squad. There are more players who've had exposure to the under-21s now. Um, it will all depend on the loan system that we, we opt to use. Since we've made changes to our coaching team, the loans have changed somewhat. We don't seem to be sending so many players out on loan. We're keeping more in-house, and that will likely mean that the under-21 and UEFA um, youth league teams are more balanced. My mate Phil, single malt sud, says, Oh my God, how good is Marcus Edwards? He's very good. I've, I've said before that I think he's one of the best under-19s in... Uh, or under-18s, rather, in in English football, if not European football. I think Edwards is a super talent, and I'm really excited to see what's in store for him. Alex from Bristol says, Will you admit that you were wrong about Anton Walks after I repeatedly told you he will play for the first team? Well, if... I mean, that's... Yes, yes, I was wrong. I never thought Anton Walks would get this far. I really thought he'd be released in the summer, and I'm I'm shocked, but also quite pleased that he's in the first-team squad, because I do like to see players kind of prove themselves having been written off. The Spurs Brain, very good Twitter account, says, if there's a space available on the bench for a youngster this season, should it go to Edwards or Pritchard? Well, I heard that Pritchard has been told that he's uh, not going to play a part of the first team this season. Apparently, he's very keen to leave, and I've also heard he's not very pleased that Spurs are asking for quite a lot of money for him, but I suspect that Pritchard will leave. I've said for some time that I don't think Pritchard's quite good enough. Edwards certainly has a much, much higher ceiling than Alex Pritchard, and I'd much rather see us put our faith in Edwards, even though he's a lot younger. Uh, Paddy underscore Delaney also asks about Pritchard. He says, is it disheartening to follow Pritchard's career than see him linked with a premature move away? Um, I mean, like I say, I don't think it is premature necessarily. Having said that, I've written Pritchard off year on year, and he's always impressed on loan more than I expected. So, you know, what do I know? David Campbell at DC Campbell MN says, Since the PFA Young Player of the Year is a Spurs award, what young guy would you say has the best chance this year? Which is a great question. I would say probably the best place for it is Josh Onoma because he's at that under-19 level, ready to break through. He's been captain in the England under-19s. He's a very, very talented boy. We've not seen the best of him in a first team yet but there's a lot to come from him. It's just a case of whether he'll get chances. And I don't know, maybe Ben Taleb-Leaving will open the door for Onomar to play more. He, he said he prefers to play as a 10. I like him as an 8, and I think he's a good kind of Dembele rotation option, potentially. Watch this space on that one. Um, Tom Murray 18 says, Who do you think will be seeing a lot more of this season in Onomar-style ser- series of appearances? And I think that will be... Between Carter Vickers, Walker Peters and Edwards, depending on signings. So if we don't sign a right back, I wouldn't be at all surprised if Walker Peters overtook Trippier and Yedlin to become our backup right back. If we don't sign another centre back, then I wouldn't be surprised to see Carter Vickers or even Dominic Ball become our fourth choice uh, centre back cover. And... If we don't sign another attacking midfielder of some variety, then I thoroughly expect Edwards to be, be involved, given the pre-season that uh, he's been having so far and given the assurances he's been given about first-team chances. Uh, Spurs shout says Sterling and Edwards, senior squad this season. Edwards, yes. Sterling, mm, probably not. 
Maybe Sterling needs a full season of under-21 football or maybe even a loan. I do really like Sterling, but he had a poor enter last year, so he needs to pick up on that. Uh, David O'Kane says, is Carter Vickers ready to play part of the season with only three CBs and uh, Champions League football? How tall is Carter Vickers? I'm not sure how tall he is because um, whenever you read about his height, it changes depending on where you read it. I think places are guessing. But he looks to me a shade under six foot. That could be his downfall. But he's a good player. He's, he's a very talented boy. He's very calm in possession for a centre-back. He reads the game pretty well. He's, he's a good, uh, strong physical specimen. I think his improvements need to come in his marking, personally, and his concentration. Alex Bottomley also asked about Carter Vickers. He says, buy a centre-back or give Carter Vickers a chance. What do you reckon? I mean, I'm biased, but I always say I'd rather see a youth player given the chance than, than money spent on a backup player who's nothing special. I think Ball and Carter Vickers are more than capable of coming in and playing the occasional minutes at centre-back. We've also got Dyer, of course, who can cover centre-back. And with Wanyama in the squad, that makes me feel a lot more relaxed about the centre-back situation. Uh, James underscore Shaw 11 says, any relatively unknown youth prospects in our academy that have potential to make it in Premier League football? That's a really good question. I would say the one who might surprise a few people is Grant Ward, although it's a pity for him that he's got injured in pre-season because he's probably going to miss this tour, and I think that's based on the injury rather than um, anything else. He's one that's, again, really impressed at championship level and is a bit of a utility player, so he could, could cover numerous positions. So he's one that I think could have uh, had a shot at getting a chance this year. I mean, he still could, we'll see. Obviously, I've spoken a lot about Edwards. He's one who will probably get a few minutes here and there. Harry Winks, I think this season we'll see a lot more of. I really like Winks. And I think I think we've not seen much of him at all in the first team, but he's a talented lad. He was exceptional at times with the under-21s last year, and I'm excited to see how he progresses. Um, I'm going to skip a couple of other questions about Edwards and about Carter Vickers because I've spoken about them so much. Um... Svaka says, that's S-V-U-C-K-A, says, what do you think about the new under-23 league? This is the, um, I think he means the, the, Eng the Premier League International Cup, which a number of teams are participating in, which is an under-23 league. Spurs aren't participating in that um, this, this year, I presume because of the UEFA Youth League. So um, they're not involved. But I do like the idea of it moving to an under-23 league because I find that a lot of the under-21 players who get too old for that and therefore have to be used as overage players and haven't yet made the breakthrough to first-team football are forgotten about. So I think it's a good way of involving those players still in, um, in, in youth football. There, are, there is talk of moving the under-21 league to an under-23 league, and I think that would be a positive step as well. Although some have argued it then becomes basically the reserve league, I do feel those in-betweeners players between the academy and the first team can suffer as a result of it being an under-21 rather than under-23 league. Where are we up to? Okay, I'm going to skip through a few of these because they're mentioning the same names that I've spoken about quite a lot. Um, Des Fitzgerald 07 says, can Onomar step up and replace Bentaleb as one of the options in the midfield too? I think so. I think it's a real pity that Bentaleb seems to be on his way out. I like Bentaleb. I know the club were upset with him over the contract negotiations and the way he or his entourage um, released stories to the press. They were unimpressed with that. And I don't know whether Pochettino is still holding a grudge for that or whether he just doesn't think he's that great. But I think it's a pity that Bentaleb seems to be leaving. I do think Onomar 
can replace him in the squad. So I don't think uh, we're leaving ourselves too short there. Uh, Broadway, Danny Rose, King26, Deadly, who's a, an, a good guy on Twitter, says, do you think there's a chance Walker Peters becomes second choice ahead of Yedlin and Trippier? Well, I just mentioned that actually, and yes, I absolutely do. I think Walker Peters is a far better technical player than both of those. He's a little small still. That's the only thing holding him back. But long term, he's a much better option than Yedlin and Trippier. And I'd expect both of those players to leave over the coming two or three seasons. Uh, Yid for Life 19 says, is Shade Harrison ready enough to be third choice striker? How good do you think he can be? Well, Harrison is one who I think hasn't always shown that he's got a great all-round game, but he's scored goals at every single level that he's played at. And that is a good sign. And he really shot up last year. He's, he's grown. He's, he's quite tall now. And he, although he's quite wiry, um, he can bulk out quite easily. And I think he can hold his own. I wouldn't want to have to rely on him in the Premier League for, for any length of time. But you never know. I think he's one that needs a loan before we can judge what he can do. Uh, where are we? There's lots of, lots of questions here about Edwards. So I'm going to uh, skip those. Uh, Callum Bradker says, do you think it's the rise of Marcus Edwards that is pushing Pritchard and maybe even Chadley out the door? I don't think so necessarily. I think, um, I think Chadley's being pushed out the door by the fact that Son and Chadley are quite similar players in, in many respects. And Son's better, has a better work rate, and I think a similar eye for goal. So if you're going to get rid of one of them, it's going to be Chadley rather than Son. Um, Pritchard, I think, is slightly below the required standard. But although, you know, you make a good point, Callum, maybe they're more relaxed about letting them go when we've got players like Edwards waiting in the wings. Uh, I think I've covered everyone else now. I think that's it. There's All the other questions are about Edwards and Carter Vickers primarily. So I think we're good. I'll leave it there. I've just re- realised that one player I haven't mentioned is Nathan Odua. Now, he's not involved in the preseason tour. He seems to have dropped well down the pecking order now. I would expect him to go on loan with a view to a permanent move in January, but that's guesswork on my part. I don't really know what the future has in store for him. All right, I think I should draw this to a close. Just to remind you again, get onto our website, fightingco.uk forward slash t-shirts, check out those limited edition t-shirts. And if you're interested in uh, writing for the Fighting Cock blog next year, email editor at thefightingcock.co.uk if you want to get involved. I hope you've enjoyed that youth football ramble and I look forward to bringing you more youth updates throughout the season. As ever, if you're interested in more youth players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs.
Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.